Thank you very much, sir. I do not take this for granted. Uh, thank you for the honor to stand on this altar. And uh, appreciate God also for the grace that he has applied. It's our house to read from God this evening. Yeah, let's bow our head in prayers. Worship you. With Jesus, because it is unto you that we have come, not unto any man. We ask, O oh God, that you speak to us today in the name of Jesus. We pray, O oh Lord, that you will teach us your word. You will instruct us. You will direct us in the name of Jesus. Your word says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We pray that every heart and place receive liberty to receive your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for answering our prayers. You are worthy to be praised. In Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. So, over the last weeks, uh, we have been on the series of the Holy Spirit. Believe God's uh, our level of understanding about God, about His Spirit, and the workings of the Spirit are also increased. And this evening, we just want to deeper in associating more and knowing more about God. To be interactive and question very shortly, we're going to be looking at the question is going to be like our contemporary this evening. What is it we want to find answers to? Perhaps we know it. Uh, some of us gain deeper understanding to the knowledge that we already have. And for those of us that don't have the same left knowledge that some person may have, the Holy Spirit will give us interpretation as his word comes this evening. I said the Holy Spirit will give us interpretation as his word comes for this evening. Okay, uh, please put with me to Ephesians 2. To, I'm going to read him from verse 19 to 22. And I really want to bless God for one of us that made church today. Because at the end of this service, you are going to understand uh, being in the service today is one of the decisions we can take. We should not forsake the assemblies of one another. The Bible says, Oh, how pleasant, how good it is when brethren dwell together in unity. For the Lord commands blessings. Ephesians 2, I read verse 19. Now for you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens, the saints, and members of the household of God. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all building seated together grows to a holy temple in the Lord. Can you help me with new, uh, the NIV version? The NIV version. In him, all building is joined together and rise to be a holy temple in the Lord. This evening, I want to quickly look at the subject, the message I've titled, His Dwelling Place. His Dwelling Place. His Dwelling Place. Question in my heart this evening is, where does God live? Where does God dwell? And as we go, in this stage today, we are going to be able to see where God lives or where God truly desires that he lives. The day of, from the beginning, there is no interpolation, there is no argument about the fact that God is in heaven. The Bible says his son is in heaven and he made that his footstool. So we don't have any argument in our heart that he is of all, he is our creator, he is our father, he is maker. However, God desires, his desire is not high up there. His desire is that he speaks to his people as much as, as possible. Go from beginning of the Bible, from Exodus, right? 
God was, he, he desired that he would live among his people when he brought his children out, out of captivity from it. Exodus 25 to 8, verse 8 says that God was telling his, he was commanding this, let them make a sanctuary that I may dwell in their midst. After they make a sanctuary, and he just didn't say a sanctuary in vain without them understanding what he wanted them, what tell them to do. He gave specifics of how they should build the sanctuary, what height, what the breadth, the width, how they contain, how they intend, the exterior to be. Because it really deserves to be in the midst of people. And that is in the wilderness. That is not even, they have not gotten to the promised land. And yet, God wanted to be close to his people. Because his people, they are quite his name. And that not change. Till today, God still died to be with his people. He deserves to be with us. We are going to see how that journey has been. How has it been for us? How has it been for himself? In his desire, in his, in his quest to stay to, with us as much as possible. When the Israelites go to the promised land, the land where God made for him, again, God commanded that a temple be built for him, like can tabernacle among his people. And we read in the Bible, Solomon built a temple. That happens because God really wants to be close to us. Tell somebody God wants to be close to you. Of what you are going through, irrespective of the, what life is thrown at you, he really wants close to you. He really desires to be close to you. However, I also read of how we have mom and not just the children of Israel at that time, and us at this time too. We have instances where God is so close but we cannot see him. We allow the issues that we are going through to be out us so much so that lose sense of his presence around us. And for the by the whole testament, the train of the Israelites just loosened of him around them. They also loosened, they got it to the point where the temple of the Lord was de destroyed. And some of them were killed, some of them taken away into captivity by the Babylonians. Irrespective of all that, their disobedience, their strong hardness, God still desired to live on them. And all through the accounts of the testaments we see where children of God with God at this moment at another time they will get another king that will save them from God and go back again they lose relationship with God but God kept him back he kept him back because the source of our light God if we are if we are created by God we are going to, we are going to survive by God whatever God gives is kept by God but if in the first place we are created by God we need God all the way to survive, to, to, to live through life. We need him all the way to live through life. And I, I, I can tell you, for everyone, if I take a scenario of a pregnant woman, if you pray to get pregnant, I surely believe you pray to God to give you a child, and you are conceived of a child. You also to pray for God to keep that pregnancy. And when God keeps that pregnancy, you also to pray for God to bring that child to life safely. When God brings that child to life safely, you also to pray for God to keep that child to grow in Him. All the days of our lives need God. They lose sense of God in our life, of presence. We begin to lose in life. And I've come here this evening to call back, to call our attention back, to call our consciousness back to God. Because it's the center. And we read from the Bible... How from Genesis, if we look, if we consider the Genesis creation, 
We read that of how God will come in the of the day to come and commune with first man, Adam, and Eve. And it's how much God wants to reach with us. How much God, and from that until now, is looking after you, still coming after you, still wanting to relate with you, to be close to you as a friend, as a, as a brother, as a sister. You will be to your own spouse, wants to be closer to you than that. When all efforts for him to dwell among people failed, he went out this way again to give us his only begotten son. The Bible says, so much love the world, is so much love you are, that gave his only begotten son to die. Now, he does give him to die before to that point that I, he gave him a claim in the human form, live among us. And that is Jesus Christ. He is one of the Trinity, he is part of the Trinity. So, Jesus lives in with, he lived with us as man, and he lived with us as God himself. That's the extent to which God has gone to call us back to himself and make us understand that he wants us to be with him. And I, I tell you authoritatively this evening that for many that receive God, as their Lord, Jesus Christ, their Lord and personal Savior, have God living in. And first time around, God came with that strategy. If it will be easy for you not to, be able to maintain it, for you not to be able to maintain a tabernacle that can be destroyed by me, I'm going to come in spirit form, and I'm going to inhabit, I'm going to live in your heart. And today, if I pose a question to every one of us, where God lives, I'm sure a lot of us will tell me he lives in our hearts. And no argument about God lives in our hearts. If you believe that and tell someone beside you to say, God lives in my heart. His spirit is within me. His spirit is within us. He lives us by his spirit. He lives us by his spirit. I want us to consider Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3, uh, verse 14 to 19. Ephesians 3, from verse 14 to 19. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and on is named. That he would grant you according to the riches of glory, so strengthened with the mind, with mind through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in heart through faith that you rooted and grounded in love. So today, the first way or the first step, first having in your heart to receive the love Jesus Christ can give, receive him in your heart and he in your heart. Right? And we today we can all, all of us as Christians, child of God, we can tell anything, we can boast the fact that God lives inside of us. God lives inside of us. But God is saying that there is even a deeper level, a deeper level of understanding that if we understand, it can even dwell, not just in our hearts, but dwell among us. It can dwell among us. It can dwell among us. I will say in Corinthians that our temple, our body is the temple of living God. I'm bringing it home because I think the dwelling place of God. There's something about the dwelling place of God. And that was said earlier that one of the best decisions we can make is for us to forsake the assembly of God. Because when we go to that, at, at the, the text that we read, we read this evening, Ephesians 2 from verse 19 21. We're going to be reading it later, but in the message by, and we have to understand what is it that God was really saying. It does not only the, the, his desire at the beginning dwell among the people, it's still desire among us. However, how do we want to do that? How do we want to do that? Beyond our individual body, being the poor of God, still has a great plan for his dwelling. And that is where text is taken from. So if you give me the message version of the same text in the Bible, I want to bring out something there. It says, 
this is enough, isn't it? You are no longer wonders or exile. Wonders are. This king of faith is now in your own country. You are no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here as much with as right to the new Christian as anyone. God is building a home. Now hear this. God is building a home. From the Old Testament, we read about how he gave instructions to how a banaku, a temple, should be built for him. But now in the New Testament, he's building the same home. And I need you to follow me through and see how he's building this. It's you. Who is it you to build a home? Using us all. It's using you. It's using me. To build us all. Irrespective of how we got here. Irrespective of us. Irrespective of the issues we're facing. Irrespective of our level of spirituality. Irrespective of how much we know him. The knowledge of him we have. He's using us all. What is building. Using us all. What is building. He used the apostles and prophets for foundation. Now using you, tell somebody is using you. He's using you, fitting you brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone. Now reason, celebrate God is you. The reason being here today is because we receive the love of Christ. We receive Jesus as our Lord, as personal Savior, and the Bible is telling us that in Jesus Christ Himself. Is the cornerstone. However, cornerstone represents a pillar. But aside from the pillar, which is Jesus that is holding all of us together, the bricks that make up the dwelling place of God is you and I. It's used us brick by brick. It's put us on each other, stone by stone, to build him a house. So God saying this evening, aside from living in our hearts, is ours to live in our midst. It's ours to live in our midst. And we come together. We share off together. We fellowship together. God is saying, that is where I desire to live. That is where I desire to live. It's sitting you. It's sitting me. Stone by stone, by brick. That we may be a home for him. God chooses and places individual believers in temple. He yield us to come a dwell place for God to live by his spirit. We may not see him in physical manifestation. But when we're together with the right heart, we come together with the right mind, it stays in our midst. And when we consider with the word of God in Psalm 133, Psalm 133, the Bible says, How good, how pleasant it is when mothers and sisters get along. Right? You can continue. Verse 3. Behold, how pleasant it is. Give me a van. I'm fine. Any van. It is the precious oil on the head running down on the bed of Aaron, running down to the edge of his garment. Continue. It is like a dove Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord command his blessing on life forevermore. So most of the issues facing, most of the circumstances or issues that we perceive is defiling them of God in our hearts. God is saying when you come together, you draw strength from yourself. A brick cannot, cannot make up a house by himself. But brick is joined together by brick. And every one of us, we are joined together brick, brick, stone by stone. There God will this blessing. There God will this blessing. And when we are seeking the faith of God, just about the dwelling place of God, what is it about the dwellings of God? I ran into other page of the Bible. In 84, New King James Version, Psalm 84. Or the NIV, whichever. Ah, uh, 84. It says, how lovely is your tabernacle. 
the house of how lovely is dwelling place. The NIV talked about dwelling place. Oh Lord's host. I'm going to be reading from beginning to the end so you can give me. So that we can see the points, how much it puts, how well it is, the benefits of dwelling together, coming together, build God dwelling place. Not just in our heart. That's like being selfish ourselves. When we come together, there is so much more that God can do for us when we come together, build him a dwelling place. It's so long. Yes, even faith for the courts of God, my heart, my flesh, cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow, now you need to understand that even the birds, the Bible says, find home in your find home in your altar. There is no place. That's a, place, a home is a place of rest. Home place where whatever thing that is running after you from outside, when you enter a place it's called a home, you enter a place of rest. Enter a place where you have your dress. You enter a place that is your own battleground where you can tap into your own energy. And the Bible telling us that in school, even the better herbs find rest at your altar. Oh Lord of us, my King and my God. Let's continue. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you. The Bible says they will pray. They will still be praising you. It's irrespective of never the face. They will still be praising you. When life is good, they will still be praising you. When life is on the other side, they will still be praising you. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set pilgrimage. As they pass through, this is very interesting. As they pass through the valley of Baca. Now, valley Baca by interpretation means the valley, a situation where things are not working out. A situation and version as they pass through the view of weeping, the value of sorrow, a situation where I've come to the end of self. The Bible says, because they dwell in the house of the Lord, they will make it a thing. The rain also will come with food. When comes, rain about blessings, Lord, brings about abundance, the flourishness, the largesse of blessing. They go from strength to strength, each one of that appears in Zion. I tell you, when I started, when I started this sermon, that one of the best things that happened to us is to desire the presence of God, is to come into the house of God. And for me, a person, I just get tired of coming to the presence of God. And the presence of God is only when we come to the house. The presence of God, we have learned about it in our hearts. You can create, you can call the presence of God in your own space. You call the presence of God in fellowship with other brethren. You call the presence of God when we come together. Our body of Christ, when we come together, believers, build him in tent, when dwell in our midst. Oh Lord God, oh, hear me, hear my prayer, give ears, oh God Jacob. Because in his strength, in his dwelling place, listens. His dwelling place talks about the place where he lives. He lives with you. It is a place where he can feel what feel. He can be touched with your feeling. He can be touched with what you are feeling. So it's easy for to hear your prayer. First evening, I want you to really understand this. Yes, God lives in us. He lives our hearts by his spirit. I must be conscious of that. Wherever you go, that you are a temple of God. You are a care of God by his spirit. And we come together. We fellowship together. It is also very important that we are conscious. That God dwells in our midst. He desires it. He has fit us together as brick upon ourselves to build him in. Oh God, hold our and look upon the face you anointed. For day in your court better than a town. I would not be a doctor in the house of my God dwell in the tent of the wicked. That's calling attention to how important it is that the house of the Lord is. That the psalm is saying that he would not be a doorkeeper 
So God says that when the Bible says he puts us together brick on brick, I'm saying that I don't mind if God is going to dwell in a place where I've been the brick, even if my own side brick is presenting the ghost of the, the dwelling place of God, it's still going to command the blessing of God upon my life. It's going to command the blessing of God upon my life. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give us some glory. No good will live with from those who walk uprightly. False. That verse in, in verse 11, another, another John says that he bestowed favor and grace. He bestowed favor and glory upon those that dwell in his heart, in his house. So much that we can get when we yield ourselves, when we understand our place in the body of Christ, when we understand what God is for us, when we understand that our body, that we are a temple of being God, we no longer have the courts, the oaths of holies, the inner courts. It is only the priest that can go in, have an interaction with God. We are now, every one of us, we are now a carrier of the presence of God. Our body, our, our being, our existence is meant to be a deep place for God. Be a deep place for God. Ivy says, it bestowed for an honor. Save an honor. What other thing can man be looking for? What problems can you be seeing? What situations you, will you got for? When you have favor and you have God's honor, it sees all of that. It sees all of that. And really, the, the question that you need to answer this evening, every one of us, is to ask ourselves, where does it live? Does it live in me? Does it live among us? The way we relate ourselves, the way we relate with our brethren, the way we relate in apartments, the way we relate to church, the way we relate outside church, we command, we make him dwelling place. A place that he can command his blessing. I, I would have loved that we are here to discuss what are those things that make it difficult for us to create an, a named environment for God to do. How can we overcome them? It's an interesting Bible. If the mic can run at the time. Can we just think about it? What are those things that make it difficult for us to create an enabled environment for God can live? I remember there was a time that we used to have a corporate places fellowship, but I don't know if this still happens today. My place of work, I have tried to institute it, that on every morning we try to pray. But as much as we try to do, we are not just getting through. What are those things is facing us? Create an enabled environment for God to dwell. Thank you, sir. You said when you said that um, we lose sight of God when we're conscious of what we're facing or what we're in through. Mm. That's going to us. Is we have drifted to the world. What the world talks about is what's grabbing our attention. How we feel mm. going through. It's more real than God. God remains God irrespective of what we're going through. Yes, sir. And the Bible teaches us that many of the troubles are righteous, mm. but God delivers. delivers from all of them. So Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Now, we allow what we are through to cloud us. So much that lose the consciousness, the presence of God. Thank you very much, sir. Any other thing? Any other perspective? Any other perspective? Lord. That's my money celebrator for. <laughs> Hallelujah. Christians, 
achievements of what we are looking for, than to thank God for what God is, what, what He has done, and what He's going to do. Trying to do that, He will join us, just to the path of righteousness. So that we must stumble. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We lose light of what God is doing. And thank you very much. The Bible says, in not be the praises of it. There's another way to call God in, into your atmosphere, your space. Praise Him, and He comes in. So, He comes in to dwell. Any perspective? So, part of the, uh, part of the problem is to preach uh, on what God said. What God said. Mm. Please say that thing so that we can get. We, some is hinge on mm. what we wish God said, rather than what God said. Because God is the end. We expect him to do it a particular way. We hinge our hopes on what he said. Thank you very much. We we put our hope on what we wish said. So God is talking, this with you, but you are just hearing, you are saying. Right? Because your mind is not on what God is saying. Your mind is not what God is saying. We wish it is we wish for that hearing. We wish to hear. And we are not hearing what God is. We don't even know that God is around us. Let's let's drive the conversation further. Okay, I have mommy. I'll pass on you. Let mommy talk. Okay, mommy. Clap for my own mommy too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, now we have two mommies in the house. Uh, now this, we have time for God. Time. Uh, look around. You can see we don't have time for mm. God. <laughs> Most times we have become too busy going for what we want, not for what we want. For God, that is because that brings Him. And I remember those days, uh, there was a, a, a time we said to me, suck and do this and do that. And I would sit back and do that. When I go out, I make more money than I've made in these times. But now, other days of life, looking for too many things, the way the economy has gone and things like that. We have, as Christians, there are quite a different people. Let ourselves know that. You see, that we're talking about the love of God. And I'm finding that the fact is that we are obedient to this work of loving. And that's the main reason why we're losing the power and the glory of God. Because God has the reason for telling us love one another. Yes. Yeah. And so if we do that, he's sent ourselves. We come to us. And then we need time to worship with him. In your home, it is God. The person will always come. Happy in none of body. Very much, ma'am. Thank you very much. We need to create more time for God. I need us to pick this from, from this a discussion today because it is about creating an atmosphere for God. We are conscious of him. I'm going to tell you, ma, I'm going to come back. We are conscious of him. When we are conscious of it, it will be easy for us to receive from him. Let's see you, sir. Hallelujah. I think uh, these days, uh, we are seeking the hand of the God. Mm. We, are, we are all interested in where we get from God. Mm. I said, I have hardly seen people go on things that they have to shop before God. I want, I, I want children. The only thing want, not what God want for us. Because mm. there are different things needs. We always give our needs. Mm. We like ourselves in Him, home to our wants. So concerned, seeking the want, not the. And we are that situation. This guy is looking at us. That we are hidden, abide seeking His, not His. Yeah. Thank you very much, sir. Let's hear from you, man. Rush. We are always in a rush, even in this room. Okay. So, we're taking our time when we're praying. Mm. We're taking our time when we're praying. We have time our, our money to do things God wants to do. So, we always rush. Mm. We're in a box in our own head. Mm. Don't want God to do. Mm. 
place in a rush. It's desiring, it makes us a dwelling place. It's where it can relax, where it can just be there. But we are in a rush. We are holding a rush. Church, outside church, to come of his presence. Please help me pass the to my sister there. For the best song. Hallelujah. I mean, there's a lot of din in the world. There's a lot eh? of noise. Christ is not successful by what the world calls sex. Mm. You, you buy a new car, it's in social media. You build a new house, it's in social media. So, we're no longer content, you know. We don't see God in the same things. Mm. You don't see, we don't see God in the air. We don't see God in the bees mm. and in, in, in the grass. We don't see. So, everything in the presence of God is not there because a lot of us are now focused on what we call the world's success. Mm-hmm. So there's contentment. Mm-hmm. There is, you know, there's no, we don't feel God anymore because, you know, those days when we were young, it was all things bright and beautiful. You know, everything was clean mm-hmm. and everything was soft and everything was all about God. Mm-hmm. But now everything is measured by, your success is now measured by what the world calls success. Mm-hmm. And so presence of God, like we're moving very far away from the presence of God. We don't see, we don't thank God for things anymore. We think it's too simple. We think, we think it's too little, you know? And that's, that's, that's why we're getting very far away from God. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. Celebrate God. Hallelujah. Uh, God answer us in a small way. Mm. But we're actually awaiting him come in a wrong way. You know? You're not patient enough to, to, to just wait. Wait a bit. Let him speak to you. Let him, let him talk to you. Okay, this I want to reply. I want to. I want to honor you in this way. But we are. We are so just in a hurry. Like we are so hurry that we, we we are not patient enough to wait for our time. Because the way he talks to Mister, not the way he wants to talk, Mister B. Once he gets that B a red car, you want a red car too. Probably he wants to give you a yellow car. Why don't you just wait for your yellow car? And you know. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Multimedia um, can help me with um, your Genesis. 20, verse 16 and 17. Genesis verse 16. This is the story of Jacob. Jacob was the beloved of the Lord. Let me read this. It says, Jacob awoke from sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. May we not be presence of God and not know it. Amen. Like uh, Mr. Maria said, God is more in simple things than in the complicated things. The Lord is in this place. I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gateway of heaven. It happened. He got to a place. He was tired. He took stone that represent the word of God. He put his head. Listen, when people want to sleep, it's on a stone to their head. It's hard to sleep on a stone. So that was an ordinary stone. Any stone you sleep on, God isn't. It's still <laughs> people who sleep on soft things for people. He didn't pick grass. He didn't pick cloth. Put his head on his stone. Have you ever slept before you put your head on it? When he slept, because his head was rested on the word of God, and God and his word there on, saw a ladder going to heaven. Angel going up and just coming down. He came to his senses. And what God wants to do to come to senses. Stop running all over the place. Put your head on the word of God. Mm. In the place where it is. Mm. 
Like you said, people are running helter-skelter. A lot of us should be here. They are running for player to post. I remember Minister Kuhn said something a while ago. He just joined this church. He was very, I noticed because he never missed any service. But one day he decided a meeting with man was more important than meeting with God. It was on a Wednesday. Then a man who was supposed to be a very businessman that was going to introduce him to business. The man chose Wednesday to meet him in the hotel. Didn't make church. That, I think, he suffered from robbery. I can't remember. Some ghastly thing happened to him. So, the Wednesday, or two Wednesdays after I came to church and said, let me do something. When you're supposed to be with God, don't let anybody take you in another direction. And he gave a story of how God delivered him when he should have been church. In any case, guess what? The business never happened. And suffered, they were beating black and When you see him, tell him I so. He will tell you the story. But what am I saying? We spend so little time with God. God is the first option we strike off when there's competition for our time. Okay? God is the first option we strike off when there's competition for our time. When there's pressure. For instance, if money is the first thing people strike off is time. It's pressure for time. The first thing people strike off when they rush money is devotion. Not. What God has made us not the doing place of God. If you were God and people were acting like this, will you such a place, a comfortable rest place? That's what the, what the answer is. Thank you very much, sir. Let's celebrate God. Let's celebrate God. All right. Hallelujah. Um, I think today, the um, majority of the Christians have become busy. Living in a world of instant coffee, instant, you know, everything. Japanese, you know, the phones are seen faster. Mm. Everything is getting faster. Internet is faster, you know. So, somewhere in us, we feel we can figure how to find the present God. God is faster. Mm. You know, how can I tap the internet, getting it? So, I'm tapping you. Come on. You know, but, yes, <laughs> you know, but, you know, God is not a man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, if once the presence of God, study those that brought down the presence of God, what did they do? Mm. The formula and the arithmetic of finding the presence of God has not changed. Even though the world has advanced yes, and sir. we have changed a lot of things, and I can do time, I can just do a video call, and everything is just evolving. To seek the presence of God has not evolved mm. like this. Yes, it never yes, changes. Yes, the Bible says it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. Mm. It is the honor of kings to search it. Mm. So God all hides somewhere. So if you seek him, I mean, the Bible says you can only find him if you seek for me with all of your heart. Mm-hmm. So we really need to come down from high horse of thinking that we can just click God and the heavens should open. We need to go back to the traditional way of how men sought God, God. and found him. Spent Amen. Night in prayer. Mm. I mean, himself is word. Mm. His example is very clear for all of us. Mm. If he found time and prayed for long hours through the night, communing with God, how can we, who are bricks, now think we can spend less time? He was in the face of God hours long before he, and is the chief cornerstone. Mm. Then we are the bricks. Want to do five minutes? No, it won't work. It wasn't Thank you very much, sir. Celebrate God. We have come this evening to call our consciousness back to God and the presence of God. His wholeness in Him is full of whatever we desire. The best thing that we can do is to desire His presence, is to call His friends. I want to hear this verse of the Bible in Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. I'm going to read 9 and 10 here. It's for in Him dwells all the fullness of the head daily. Verse 10 it says, And you are 
complete in it. Whatever it is that we want to seek, whatever it is that we want in life, whatever it is about our life, about our job, about our business, it's in, it's complete in. It is for us to find ourselves, our way back in, who is the source of lives, who is the creator of us, our lives. And it is by him that we will be sustained. It is by him that we will survive. It is by him that we will succeed. It is by him we will live. And it is by him we will become bricks fed together to make him a living place. Somebody celebrate God this evening. I want us to bow our head in prayers and just the face of this evening. Perhaps something may just want to repent. You know that you have done well in your seeking after God. That have allowed yourself to be distracted from things that ought not distract you from God. Lord will return, come back this evening. To repentant us, we ask God that you take us back. Grant us the grace to understand you, to understand, to understand your presence and to draw your presence, to inhabit you, O oh God. Help us all build you a dwelling place in our hearts as a fellowship of church, as a body of Christ. Help us, O oh Lord, to build you a dwelling place. Help us to give you the part, the power that you serve in the name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Father. We worship you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are free. In Jesus' mighty name, we are free.